Today's guest is Jake. His YouTube channel is called Man Carrying Thing. Today's conversation is going into his creative process, what he does to make a video. He produces a lot of videos on YouTube. It's, it was a great conversation for me to see what goes into it on his end, what's going on behind the scenes. And I think that whether you are a fan of the Man Carrying Thing channel or whether you are a prospective YouTuber or whether you are just a creative person who's interested in what goes on with creative people when they are creating their creative stuff, you're going to find something to love in this conversation. And just a little note, there is a bit of adult language in the podcast, uh, just like three three times. So just, you know, don't, don't bring your children <laughs> or swear along. <laughs> so who is the man? What is the thing he is carrying? Let's find out. So it made me sound very eloquent and like I could just talk off the top of my head for 20 minutes straight. Which I can do. It's just not as good. No, me neither. I mean, I edit our second channel videos where we do like movie reviews and stuff. And it's, we have the video too, but it's just like chop, 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 you know, because I yeah. can't, I can't speak coherently all, all at once either. So it's all good. Yeah. Do you, so you have the second channel where you do movie reviews. Do you prefer making videos where the, uh, the, the pressure is off in a sense because typically it's like, well, this is the second channel. I know that it's not gonna, I don't have great expectations for this. I'm just going to have fun. Like what's, what's your thought behind that? No, it's, it's a grind, honestly. I mean, the second channel was our idea for a while, you know, Nadia wanted to do some kind of um, film related content. And so, so did I, and, you know, we, we like talking about movies and stuff. So um, we were like, might as well do that. I mean, I, I would like to get like a, probably a, an editor on the second channel eventually, but I want it to like justify the expense, you know, at, at yeah. for where it is and stuff. But I don't know. I, I don't love um, doing that kind of just talking to be honest, because I don't like editing it. I don't like, um, because I started doing the main channel that way. I was just doing book reviews and stuff. And um, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't sustain that every week, you know, especially if I was yeah. going to be doing two or three videos a week, I was like, I can't, you know? So I just think I'm more comfortable putting out my opinions like indirectly through a skit or something. I mean, and when you look at the skits, they're, some of them are like movie reviews. Like you can watch them and be like, I can kind of see what he thought of the latest Ant-Man movie or whatever, you know? So it's, it's just another way, I guess, of uh, expressing myself. Yeah. So the long form movie reviews are more of the traditional, you trying to like go through it in a structured way and be like, here's what we thought. But if you're doing it with your wife, then it's uh, a bit less pressure because you can bounce ideas off of each other. Is that, does that yeah, sound I'm, right? Yeah, for sure. It is. And it's like, um, you know, once we record it, it's, it's great. And we can just like, talk you know if we, we're going to talk about it anyways so now what we do we'll see a movie and we'll just be like okay don't say anything about it we'll just go sit down at home and talk about it on camera so you know you gotta you gotta turn everything into content these days you gotta you know right anything you gotta you gotta put it out there right as we're doing now because i as you didn't know yeah. you didn't know this was going to be recorded and i just sneaky no. you know i like, had no idea you just called me up and i was like oh my my pal frank james oh okay yeah. this is yeah, gotcha <laughs> I, journalism okay <laughs> yeah uh so this were the skits like a thing you had always wanted to do uh, or was it just something one day you're like let me try this out um, I don't, I'd be curious what you, uh, think about it too, you know, with, in terms of doing skits, because for me, it was like, um, I, I, I'm doing like book related stuff. I'm doing book reviews. And then it was like, well, I'm also doing school full time, you know, and reading a ton for my English degree. So I don't have time to read all these books too, on top of that. So it was like, I just need to put something out. And I think I always, I always loved, you know, that just doing skits and, and stuff like that. So and I've always made stupid videos, you know, forever. So it felt like a natural thing that I was just drawn towards. Like, I need to put a video out. Like, I want to do something dumb and, you know, take the piss out of something. So um, I'll just do it. And fortunately, that seemed to be where people, what people liked. So it was, it was out of necessity 
in a sense, more than, man, I really want to do, I want to make a pivot to comedy. How long had you been doing the, uh, the book reviews before you did your first comedy sketch? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would pepper them in there. I mean, a big, I think influence was like Daniel Green, who's a big fantasy uh, yeah. booktuber and he would do the occasional sketch. And I saw him do that. And I'm like, well, I could get away with that maybe, but I realized I like doing that a lot more. Uh, it got more views, you know? And so if like, if I'm getting more views doing that and I prefer making that, then I'm just going to keep doing that. Um, I still do book reviews because I do like having that community and having, you know, there are still a lot of, people who want to to like talk about books and and stuff and i i do really love that i mean i'm a at heart i'm just like a big n nerd i just read all day you know so i like being able to to have a place to put that out but um i don't know i mean what do you think because at a certain point with youtube if you're really dedicated and, and putting a lot of time into it you want to see some result you know you want to see yeah. things work out and i think like the whole thing, I'm, I'm not super deliberate with anything I do, you know, because I'm, I feel like I'm pulled in a bunch of different directions. And for a long time I was, and it was really my wife, Nadia, who pushed me to be like, Hey, just do it. Just like, if you're going to like, you put out a video, it was good. Just keep doing it every week and something will happen. And, you know, at the time I was going through school, I was like, well, this is my last chance because once I graduate, it's like, I got to get a real job, you know? So if I'm going to make this work out, I got to just put as much as I can into it and, and see what happens. And fortunately it, uh, it's been working out. So. So even though it wasn't deliberate or you say you're not deliberate with what, what you do, it sounds like it was kind of deliberate. Like I want YouTube to work as my job and now the window's closing. Let me try something. Let me just keep trying stuff to see if I can get something to work. I mean, I guess it's, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's both. I mean, how was it for you? Did you feel like I'm just going to see where this takes me? I'm going to pursue other paths, but, or was it just like this has to work? Uh, that's a good question. I feel like it was for a while. It was like, this is all right. I think I, it was never for me. I never was like, I want to be, well, I guess that's not true. Like from the beginning, I did see YouTubers I really liked, like Casey Neistat. And I'm like, dude, that would be so cool to do something like that. And millions of people watch. But when I started doing it, it was like more of a confessional vlog, you know, mm -hmm. and then it was like more educational. And you get those dopamine hits from the high view videos. And I was like, oh, man, let me just keep facing that. Right, and yeah. I didn't really like think it was gonna be a job mm -hmm. but i just kept at it and i wanted to get more views it was like i wanted to be successful at it but i wasn't putting everything on it and uh in fact like at the when my channel when i first did comedy that's what blew up my channel and i did it because for a long time i've been like i want to do comedy like from the beginning of my channel i wanted to do comedy and it just never worked. I never did it in the right way. I was always doing more vlog style and not like a scripted sketch. Right. And uh, so when I finally did that and things took off, I was like, oh, great. <laughs> let me let me run with this because I was like having a panic moment before that where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And you, it wasn't really feasible to me that YouTube would become the thing because... I had no idea. Like I did the comedy thinking it would do well. I didn't think it would do well enough to become the main thing I did. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely relate with that because, you know, it was kind of, I, I mean, I was at a similar crossroads where I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't feel, I didn't feel confident about YouTube at all, you know, especially at that time. And it was really Nadia pushing me like, Hey, you can do this. Like it's okay. And I just had no confidence with it until you know, I started doing the short form stuff and the skits and the comedy. And um, uh, yeah, so that's, I guess that's where I, I, I stumbled into it. I mean, I, I feel like anyone who is like making a living or, or pursuing it full time, YouTube full time, it, you just kind of stumble into it unless those rare exceptions, I think, who are like teenagers and they're like, this is my going to be my career. This is going to be yeah. my life, you know, but uh yeah. 
Yeah, do you so with your first sketch that you made, your first comedy video, was that like instantly clear to you like this is performing better than everything else or was it like, "Ah, eh, that did okay, I'll do it again sometime later?" No, it was it was clear and um, you know, it was also very calculated. I mean, you know, it was like I think it was like some kind of skit that had to do with like Daniel Green and it was book related. So it was always like, I don't know, in my head, I was always thinking like, I don't want to get boxed into a corner. And, um, you know, I think maybe people who watch the channel, uh, my channel think it's just all very like spontaneous and some of it is, but there's a lot of thought of like, all right, I need to do this kind of thing now. And I don't want to just make this kind of video, you know, so it was just like trying to figure out and put different things in there. I'm sure you know that kind of like, like curating your audience, because it's like, although you are drawing people to your videos, you also want to like, um, reach out towards different groups and find different people who can participate and, and watch too. So, um, I forgot what was the question. <laughs> uh, was it instantly uh, a success? And, and did you? I guess to elaborate on that, did you go all in on the comedy right away, or did you keep no. going back and forth? No. No. Yeah, I kept going back and forth for sure. Um, because at that point, once you have like a group of people who are like, "Oh, this guy's doing book reviews and he's talking about Brandon Sanderson stuff," then. Um, you want to, you know, continue that, but yeah, just very slowly trying out new things. And, um, yeah, that's just what I continue to do. I mean, I don't know about, about you, but like still today, it still feels like I'm still at the discovery stage, you know, like you, you still feel like each video is a test to see where you go. And sometimes, you know, not to, not to whine or anything about this, you know, amazing job that, that we get to do, but there is a kind of like existential dread. I feel every time you you're about to hit post on a video, because it, it does feel like, um, you know, there's, there's no rest really from, from the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that's, uh, spot on. That's, that's how (laughs) I feel. It's because you, you can release something, uh, and it does well, but you can't really celebrate it too much because it's like, well, that's, you know, what a, now? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one video. Yeah. Uh, what was your first massive hit? Because I think I've, I remember which one I saw recommended to me first from you. And I think that might have been it. Massive, I like guess. Million that would, plus, yeah. Well, th- yeah, I guess the video that really like took off would be when I did like the video essay parody mm-hmm. um i mean i've done a few at this point now but it was probably in 2021 or so and um that was the first video i did to hit a million views and so i guess that would be the one and um and yeah i mean you talk about the dopamine rush it is like it is like a drug and it is almost i compare it to gambling in that you know you're you're trying new things you're you're putting work into something and and just like gambling your time to see if something will work out but when it hits and when it it works it's like you know it's a great feeling yeah did you expect with that one that it would do as well as it did or were you just like let's see what happens no no i mean i'm sure you you see it like where the the videos you you don't expect to do well just go great and then the one you calculate to really like hit a certain group and be like, Oh, this will get a ton of views. It's just nothing, you know? So it's, it's super hard to, to figure that out. Yeah. Do you feel like you're getting better at it over time or do you feel like you're just inching forward with it? Yeah. I mean, I do feel, I feel better about it. Like, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like a very like a kinship with like you and like how you make videos and and because we both do, you know, comedy and we're 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 focusing on different subjects, um, but we have like a kind of core group that ex- what and what they expect from us. So it's like you go, okay, well, this one I know this is a subject that is that is popular. This is relevant, but also I need to do something that I just think is silly and fun and not just focus on one thing. So, um, 
so I, I do feel like now I can kind of expect like, okay, this is what will happen with this video. It'll hit, it'll stop at this many views. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Try not to think too, too much about it, I guess. Um, yeah. Do you think in terms of series? Cause I know like with me, I'm always looking for a series because mm -hmm. I like to, I don't like to reinvent the wheel. I like to have a right. formula where I can just plug in the new scenario and then come up with uh, yeah. a new script. Right. Um, I guess maybe not consciously, I guess I'm not always thinking of series, but I mean, I don't know. Sometimes like it is a very chaotic thing with what I do and it's not the most like professional. And I, I but I do think that maybe what, works sometimes with the videos that they come off very like random or, or, or um, not super planned. And because they aren't, you know, I'm just like, all right, I got to get my three videos out and I'll just be sitting there for hours and hours and hours, you know, um, not knowing what to do or just beating myself up because, oh, this isn't good enough. You know, this, I, I'm copying myself, I'm repeating things. So, but then, you know, there are days when I, I feel better about it and I, I look at past videos I've done and I'm like, huh, this is an interesting format. I could try it, like, like you said, like a series um, or just like do something of this style and it won't... Um, drive me up the wall trying to yeah reinvent the wheel which you never really want to do too much <laughs> right yeah well it's interesting because it might not be a series structurally but you do have uh like you you already mentioned uh several of the video essay related videos and then you have a lot of pov sketches which you know it's like the the content between those differs but i do notice that like every so often there is a pov sketch mm -hmm. um and then uh let's but then there's also maybe it's less series but it's more just like the subject matter at hand and maybe that's going back to the groups the audience groups that you were that you target that you were talking about because i see a lot of there's like internet culture, there's movies, there's books. Uh, that might be another uh, series, although it's kind of just a YouTube format in general. Is like the guy who just did X, like the, really recently you did the, uh, you, the guy who just read Blood Meridian or whatever. Right. Um, so going back to the groups of people that you target, what do you think, like how do you conceptualize that right now? What are those groups and how do you pick what groups you're going to target? Right. I mean, yeah, target is a, a, str a strong word. I don't, I don't want I don't want to make it seem like I'm uh, like uh, aiming my rifle to, to, to pinpoint who to, who to get, you know, because I think like, I, I wish I did have more of like a calculus with that where I could go like, yeah, these people, these people, this group, this group. But I think, I, I think I guess I'm just, I try to like it, be intuitive about like, okay, I, I, I'm seeing people liking this one or responding to this one. I've been watching these YouTube videos lately. I look at like my audience analytics to see what other videos they're watching and stuff. And like, who's, 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 uh, what the subjects are, you know, I'm on Twitter too much to, and, and getting plugged into, you know, the discourse or whatever. So I don't, I don't know. I just kind of like listen and hopefully something happens in the news cycle. That's like, okay, I could, those are the best ones when it's like something happens with like some news, some entertainment news or something. And it's just like, Oh, I yeah. can, I can talk about this and, and it'll be simple. And, um, but then other times it's like, well, what could I even, what do I have to say? And sometimes I, I, I do feel like, um, wanting to like, slow down the cycle of skits and and do more long form content you know that's like my end game is to do m fewer skits more long form of videos at, a, mm -hmm. at a, a lower frequency because i'm sure you feel that too of like um you know you just needing a bit of a break sometimes not in terms of like not to say like it it's it's certainly a a very 
uh, fortunate kind of like position to be in, to be able to control your work schedule and everything. But also I'm a, a shitty procrastinating boss to myself, you know, yeah. and I don't, I'm, you know, so, so to just kind of be able to unplug and be like, okay, this is my video I'm working on. I have a couple of weeks to prepare or a week or whatever, you know, but um, we'll see, you know, if I can get to that point. And I think it's like, you're struggling with yourself to have, I mean, I'm always struggling with myself to have a better um, schedule, better standards for how I get things done. You know, yeah. my wife is super organized and super type A and I'm just like a mess, you know? So, yeah. um, <laughs> and, yeah, and when you have like a, when you're self-employed and it's like, I have a bunch of different projects I'm working on that I want to get done, you know, in writing and all the books I want to read. So it's like, just figuring out like what's what how to manage my time better that's like always my my biggest thing what's your typical day like you are you know you gave us a little glimpse where you said you know you think about oh man do you is it three videos a week is that do you have like a regular upload schedule it's mostly regular although i i'll switch a day every now and then i don't think people I don't even know if my subscribers know if I have a regular people upload schedule know. because no. yeah, they don't, people don't really pay attention. They just like, Oh, a video is out. They'll watch it or they'll just not care at all. So, um, but I do try to do three a week, usually Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, or mm -hmm. I'll do Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday or something like that. Yeah. Is that how it's been from the beginning when, even when you're doing like longer videos? No, I started doing once a week and mm -hmm. then um, started doing skits and I did twice a week. Yeah. And then um, that summer of, I think, 2021, then I started doing three of three a week. Okay. Wow. So take me through that uh, uh, recent term I learned, production cycle. Uh, from I learned it from uh, JJ McCullough, a great YouTuber, uh, mm -hmm. newspaper term uh, from beginning to end. Let's just go, let's go for a week. You need to make three videos. <laughs> uh, how does that work? Do you, uh, is it like how far out of, just take me from beginning to end. I'm just going to leave it there. You interpret the question how you will. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's changed now that I'm out of school, fortunate, fortunately. So right. when I was in school, it was a ton of um, uh, just sleepless nights, grabbing sleep anytime I could during the day. I'd usually pull all-nighters mm -hmm. those three nights, you know, because I would just be up uh, trying to come up with stuff or shooting something and then editing it and then calculating, okay, I have this much time to shoot this thing. How long is it like a high concept thing where I have to do like green screen editing or yeah. is it more of just like a simple thing? And, and actually, you know, a lot of time, depending on how much time I have or how late I am, or, Hey, I want to get the video out by eight because it'll perform better at eight. But if I procrastinate or if I can't come up with anything, then it's noon, then do I just put it out the next day? You know? So, I mean, just calculating that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, so I guess now during the week, it's like Monday, I'll, I'll get up, then, you know, take the dogs and pee and, and, you know, Nadia works from home. So she, um, depending on her meetings and stuff, I got to, you know, take care of the dogs and take them out and stuff. So, um, and then I have my long-term longer videos I'm working on that are time consuming and involve a lot of writing and some research. And then, um, so mm -hmm. I'll work on that. Um, and then, you know, get my video out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it totally depends, I guess, on the video on how, how long it takes to make. Um, and then on days when I don't have a video, I'll just do a lot. I mean, we we're very like, um, I don't know, like me and Nadia, we have a very good system of working from home of taking care of everything, you know? So she, her job is very demanding and she has a lot of time she has to spend, um, you know, in meetings and stuff. So I'm, you know, taking care of, you know, chores, housework, um, you know, going out and running the errands and stuff. So there's that. And then, um, yeah, reading books for videos and then, um, writing stuff for videos. So, um, I, I, I feel like I'm painting a very messy, messy picture of, of this. I, I guess it's not, it's different every week, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have, um, I don't know. Are you more, do you have more like a, of a very definite schedule of like this, this is my work time. I mean, I guess you have mm. to, when you have a, a kid, you know? 
Yeah. Well, I, in some, well, in the sense of this is my work time. Yeah. Which is really different than what it used to be. So now that we have a kid, uh, basically I have the hours that he's at daycare to work and then mm -hmm. maybe a little bit on the weekend. But before, uh, the baby, it was like anytime, all the time, whatever. So in some sense, yeah it's good to be able to have the work-life balance imposed on me because, mm -hmm. um, you know, once you have a kid, it's really true that your priorities get totally shifted to the point where it's like, I don't really care anymore. Like I care about him and that's about it. And mm -hmm. obviously the YouTube is important because that's, that's supporting him. And I obviously I care about the content I make. It's not like I don't care, like I'm checked out, but it is like, not as life and death as it used mm -hmm. to be like before i was constantly plugged into it and every day the numbers would destroy me or get you know lift me up and now it's like right now my channel's in a bit of a slump and if this was before he was born i'd be like having you know an existential crisis and now i'm just like eh, i'll turn it around or maybe i won't <laughs> like I, I don't know so um but within those work hours that are defined for me it is kind of all over the place depending on what i'm doing i mean i'm sure if i really looked at it there is some kind of structure i guess if we just start from the basics do you just do one video at a time from beginning to end and then the next one or do you like sit down and say this week i'm doing these three and you know to make sure that you're kind of covering you know a variation of subjects or is it just like monday i did my video what's next like what just in that phase what is it like oh yeah it's it's definitely the the latter it's definitely like all right this video is done you know i just conceived of the idea i just wrote it i just shot it i just edited it i just posted it i don't want to think about youtube i don't want to think about videos until i have to do the next one right um you know be, because i think i'm always I'm always like indecisive about what the video is going to be until like the last minute um, when I just think, and because I do think I, I have a, like a bad habit with pressure and stress where I feel like I can't do it right unless it's like, I'm like anxious about it, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I totally get that what what you mean like that having i definitely have more structure now than i did you know just because we have you know the way we were living and and you know taking care of the dogs and and it's not like it, it it's a little more contained but i think like when you talk about like periods of being in a slump and the more i look at like other youtubers and other you know everyone like it's it's everyone. Everyone goes through periods of slump and then peaks. And then it's just like up and down all the time. And I think like I used to be very stressed about those periods. Like, oh, my God, what am I going to do to get out of this? And just um, my mental health would be reflected by however the numbers are doing. And it's like I do I'll get down and just be like, oh, I got to, you know, get something else for the channel or, or, or spice things up when that happens. But I. I guess I relate to your feelings where it's just like, well, it's just how it is, you know, it's, it'll, it'll change. And, um, um, now I feel like periods when things are doing well are even a little more stressful because you're like, all right, the, now's the time I got to like put, you know, everything I got into it and, and keep, keep it up as, as much as I can. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tricky when you're seeing numbers and, uh, when your income is determined by the success or, or of a video, you you start to you know get in your head about things and um, yeah. So I you guess let it, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you let it get to you sometimes to the point of the content you make is determined by the numbers of the most recent videos, or do you are you able to keep yourself self directed and be like, I'm gonna shut that out as i decide what to do next as the regardless of if things are going well or things are going poorly i don't know i mean i think i i try to be as objective about it as possible and i i really do like try to think okay what what do i want to do like what do i think is is funny what what is um 
available to me that I think would work. You know, some days though, you just have to like compromise and be like, all right, this isn't my favorite concept, but maybe if I write it the right way and perform it the right way and, and edit it the right way, then it could work, you know, but um, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think what like guides me in terms of the the quality of anything is going, I can't determine the quality at all. Like I'm not objective about anything I do. I think something is great when I make it and other people may not like it. I think something is shit when I, I make it. Other people think it's, you know, a, a good video. So I don't know if you're, if you feel that way too, but I'm just like, all right, this is what I came up with. This is what I'm putting out. I, I can't, you know, I have to just kind of like let it be what it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree. I don't, I don't have the ability to judge my work. <laughs> yeah. At, sometimes I am, I am coincidentally correct in my evaluation of my own work. But the other thing is, it's like, that's what's frustrating is, is it good? Like, is the audience, is the view count reflective of how good it was or not? And sometimes <laughs> it, is and that's not apparent until later and so many things are retro in retrospect and i wonder is this reality or is this just now my opinion because of what the numbers are i'll make a video like if we talk so you and i did a video if google mm -hmm. was your doctor it didn't do well like it it mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> was it underperformed and i went into it knowing like hey this doesn't have like my typical keywords or whatever it's kind of out there uh subject wise for my channel but i was like i th i think it's funny the script is you know making me laugh so why not and uh then afterwards i was like well t clearly it was a terrible idea like when it did badly i was like well clearly that joke is played out i shouldn't have ever made that why did i think that that would be a good idea and uh now i've changed the thumbnail to just experiment and it's doing a little better like there hasn't been a spike but it's continued to gain views it hasn't like died in the water so i'm like okay maybe it wasn't a bad idea maybe it wasn't that bad i have like i have no idea that's what is so frustrating is title and thumbnail really determine what happens oh, yeah. with a video mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh you know it's it it's tough because it's like you and i we want to make content we want to be funny we want to entertain people we don't want to be uh you know marketers we're thinking about how can i trick someone into clicking this we don't want to be graphic designers and like again like you said earlier not to complain because it's a great job but it does get frustrating when you're like i don't know anymore if this video was good or not or if it's just the thumbnail or if it's just the title because mm -hmm. I, you know, because I look at uh, audience retention graphs and I'm like, well, the audience retention is high, but no one's clicking. So what, what is it? Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I have no, <laughs> no idea. Uh, I make videos all the time where I'm like, this is crap. They do well. Videos where I'm like, this is great. I'm really proud of this video. They do very poorly. I'm like, okay, well, uh, so I, probably approach it differently than you do where i go into it thinking what does the audience want to see what are they going to click on what are they going to laugh at what are they going to find relatable and then i work backwards from there to figure out well how to like what do i what's my interest in this and you know how can i make this idea funny and maybe that's my problem maybe if <laughs> i don't it's hard to know because sometimes mm -hmm. i feel like uh my audience is interested more in relatability of content rather than like cleverness of jokes if that makes sense mm. which makes it difficult sometimes because i'll be like this is not funny but it might get clicks because it's relatable and i'm much more drawn to oh this is funny even though it's like i can't relate to this but you know i just want to laugh you know like i watch mm. your videos all the time I've never read Blood Meridian before, but I can watch your video and laugh because I get the idea that he has read this book and now is speaking like uh, Cormac McCarthy, you know? Um, so 
it's 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 weird to me because my audience i guess it makes sense my audience came to my channel for personality stuff because it's relatable to them it's speaking to them directly so when i make stuff that doesn't speak to them directly they don't want to watch but uh all that is to say i don't know what i'm doing nobody knows anything i feel like nobody knows anything on youtube no and uh you know mr beast uh being as successful as he is it seems like he knows something but it's possible he doesn't know anything and just worked really hard and got lucky like we don't know because it uh, to me it just seems like no, uh, no one knows anything so no it's it's insane i mean it is like an insane kind of world when you think about it and kind of like um career to have you know and yeah like again like talking about it now with you is is great and i like talking about it like i love talking to other youtubers especially because it's like i know you know like exactly what it feels like i know like the you know the anxiety of of that you know what it feels like when things go go really well um but i can't i know like day to day like i can't even think about it i can't yeah i can't overanalyze it maybe that's what i do just in general in terms of my life like I just, if I think about it for too long, there's no point in it because if I put too much thought into, okay, is this video like respecting my audience in a way and respecting my artistic process and respect, you know, is this, is this something I believe in? I wouldn't put anything out ever, you know, because I would just be second guessing every second. And um, the more I just kind of go like, well, what the hell, you know, this is what I'm doing, then it, it seems to, to work. And I, I, I just have, I just have to kind of let it go. And if, if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. If it does, then great, you know, and then, you know, then I have stuff that I do, you know, really, really care about that. I'm like really focused on, you know, like when I did last year, my, my wheel of time, like hour long show breakdown, yeah. you know, there are, are a ton of people who watch my channel who, have no watch the skits or whatever, but you know, that did well and it did well for the channel. And that was like a huge thing for me. Cause I'm like, I put a lot of work into that. I'm really glad that that worked out. Even if it didn't get a ton of, vid- of views, you know, I'm super proud of that. Um, and then, you know, you have a video like the other day I did some 18 second skit about um, how YouTubers use like the, the clicks, you know, transition sounds, you know, during video essays, that sort of thing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was something that I had thought about for a while, like, oh, I could do that as a skit. But then I was like, I have no ideas at all right. today. Like, I can't come up with anything. It's like 2 p.m. Like, I'm way behind on what I need to do. Work. We have to go out and go shopping, you know? Like, so I just got to, I just got to do something. So how about this thing I came up with that I don't love that is just kind of dumb, let me put it out. And then it did really well, you know? So yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess just removing your, <laughs> your um, feelings about any of it tends, tends to help the best. Um, at least for me. Yeah. Do you ever make a video and then not release it? Cause you're just like at the end of it, it's ready to go. And you're like, this is just crap. I can't put it out. I, yeah i mean i usually will have like um a moment where i'm just like about to film it or i i it it usually once i film it then i'm just like well i have something in the can i'm gonna use it you know because to me the hardest part is like um just shooting it you know because i don't mind sitting there typing it out like i think that's fun I'm i'm a writer i like sitting there and just writing but getting in front of the camera, filming it. That's the most stressful. But once it's, once that part's done, I'm just like, great. I can sit down and edit it. I editing is fun because if a joke doesn't work, you can manipulate it. You can put a fucking vine, vine boom sound effect, you know, yeah. to, you know, it's like, <laughs> you can like a lot of my videos, I feel like they get made in editing where right. I don't see the humor in it necessarily until I'm, I'm watching it and I can go, okay, you know, if I cut it this way, uh, then I, then it, it has some life to it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. What, what is your, uh, editing? This is a very specific question, but your editing style is very distinct. What is, where did you 
gather that inspiration? Were you an editor before you started doing videos or did you learn it on the fly because you had to? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, it makes me happy to hear that the editing style is distinct um, because I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, what I'm. Oh, we had a, we had you drop out when for a, people. Pe sorry, hold oh, on. Sorry, so you dropped out for a second. So go back to uh, you said the last thing I heard was you're glad that I think it's distinct because. Yeah, yeah, no, well, because I uh, I don't consciously do that, but I guess I'm inspired by like old internet humor. Like I like it when people comment on the videos and they're like, this reminds me of like watching YouTube back in, you know, 2010 or whatever, you know, because um, I, I want it to feel kind of scrappy and not yeah. totally put together. Um, like that's totally intentional. And, um, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I studied film at in San Francisco for like a year when I graduated. Um, I went to a few different schools, but first I went to San Francisco, studied there. Um, one of my professors um, was wonderful and kind of, um, he had a very like um, freewheeling style uh, that he approached with film. Uh, he was, his, his name was uh, uh, Christopher Coppola. He, he was, um, he he talked a lot about just like having the um like high art and low art and combining and at the time like i'm a film student i'm watching david lynch i'm like so pretentious about all of these yeah. you know movies i want to be a director i want to make these artistic films and you know he's kind of like you know there's great stuff in in what you the adam sandler comedies that you also watch like you don't have to separate you know what you think is high art from low art and um you know that was a big deal for me but i um i i was always making films like in high school i was really like ambitious i made like um a feature film like with my friends you know i just forced them into <laughs> into yeah. making uh, a movie that was like an insane like ridiculous like um pretentious film but it, it was like a good experiment for me to to use a camera and edit and stuff. So I guess like I've always been approaching it from like a film angle. I mean, it's interesting because you have YouTubers who are like coming at it from um, just like a pure comedy angle. They wanted to be, you know, comedians or they're coming at it from like a journalist angle or, or like from an art angle. I feel like a uh, J reg, his whole channel is more like uh, this experimental art project and and he's coming at it from that angle i know he studied journalism so that yeah. influences it too so i think where you're coming from is it, it you know it's all about that and i guess i started and my whole influence was just like filmmaking and i like editing so that's i don't know like at, when you're making so many videos all the time your your influences and and what you like and and your whole life just ends up coming into it. I'm sure you've seen that for your own videos. You know, you're just kind of plunging the depths of everything that you got. Yeah, uh, for me, it feels because I didn't I never started editing until I started making videos. And then I had to kind of just figure it out as I went. And each new editing technique that I would bring into a video, I felt very self-conscious about because I was like, this is not going to be good. I'm not going to do it right. And mm -hmm. I was just like trying to either consciously emulate someone else or I was just going intuitively with what I thought was right, which was, you know, is just me copying someone without realizing who I'm copying, <laughs> you know? And mm -hmm. so then uh, with comedy, especially, it's interesting to look at my videos from a few years ago, the comedy videos, because I'm like, these are paced terribly, they're edited terribly, I don't know what I was thinking. But then sometimes I look at videos I made just a few weeks ago and I'm like, actually, this is terrible. What am I, you know, it's like, it's hard to know what's, what's the right way to do it. And am I going too far one way, too far the other way? Um, but yeah, your videos have like a very frantic editing uh, <laughs> style, but the pacing isn't too fast. Like the, the oh, okay. speed at which the lines go, and I feel like what's also interesting is your use of like reactions. And a lot of times it feels like you edited together things that were not supposed to be together so that the reaction 
isn't quite matching the line, which makes it even funnier because it's like such a abnormal reaction to have, um, which I don't know if you do that on purpose or if it's just uh, if I'm offending you right now, because you're like, I put so much passion into that acting role of the reactions. Um, yeah, no, so, that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, it, I definitely like try to, to put some kind of like messiness in there. And if it's frantic, that makes me happy because again, like I'm doing, if it's like a short skit, like, and someone misses something and they rewatch it, that benefits me. That benefits me. You know, if they have to like go see like, okay, what was that? Did I miss that joke? Did I catch exactly what he said? Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, that only helps um, my purposes. And I kind of like that energy. And, you know, again, like I, I, I love like old, you know, YouTube comedy. And I mean, like Gus Johnson, of course, like his content yeah. was huge and that was a big influence, you know, before I even started making videos. So, um, um, yeah. And I also try to make it because like when you make videos with just yourself, it's, it's kind of lonely and, 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 um, um, not super fun. And, it can feel very kind of boring and serious when you do yeah. it. And I try when I'm filming to put any kind of like energy or spontaneity, because that's what I love watching in YouTube videos. And if it can be spontaneous, like if I can't be spontaneous with another person, I got to try to fake it with myself, you know? So it's like, um, if I can make people think that there's actually two, two people in the room instead of just me, being an idiot you know then that makes me really happy yeah what techniques do you use to do that do you do you i mean you say you write the scripts out do you just kind of like try to grab a line off the paper and go do you have um uh or do you just kind of like use that as a guideline and then go off of memory uh, oh yeah, I don't memorize anything. I because I'll just like hold my phone and just be like, okay, yeah, you know, um, and then. But sometimes if it's a, if it's something I come up with and I'm just like, sometimes I won't do a script and I'll just be like, I kind of have an idea of where this will go. And sometimes um, I love the result because I'll just say something stupid and I can edit it to a certain way. And sometimes it, I miss things because I'm tired and I don't hit the punchline and I'm playing three different characters and I forget that one character said this. And so right. in those instances, it, it benefits me to write it down. But you know, when I don't, sometimes it's more fun that way. So um, yeah, I guess it, it depends. Yeah. That's the worst when it's like, I even like, I'll have a script even, and I'll forget to record a line and I'm like, really? Oh, dude? Like, yeah. And then you got uh, to go put the other shirt back on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I edit so far from when I film or I give it to my editor and he'll oh, he'll text me and be like, dude, you forgot this line. I'm like, no, I oh, filmed shit. that hours ago. Like now I have to go back and do that. When uh, did you start using an editor? I'm, I'm curious how that process has been, um, like finding someone who can edit in your style. Yeah, well... Um, I first started using an editor regularly towards the end of 2020 and that came out of uh, necessity because I was going to go on vacation for like a week and a half and I wasn't going to be able to work. So I needed to give a bunch of videos to people to edit. So that's how it started. And then my 16 personalities comedy sketches from there, I would give to the editor every week. Uh, and uh, it's a, it, it was a great working relationship. This guy named Ty, who uh, actually JJ recommended it, recommended him to me. And then early 2022, uh, my old friend I've known for 10 plus years, uh, Kevin, who has become editor Kevin on my channel, uh, he started working for me and now he edits pretty much all my stuff and, uh, with, with some exceptions. Cause a lot, a lot of times I'm working so at the last second that I don't have time to give it to him. And I feel, I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to ask him to do it because it's like, you know, 5 PM the day before and I want to post it at noon. <laughs> so, you right. know, I, uh, yeah. So it was a gradual thing that came out of necessity, but I do like editing 
depending on what it is. Cause a lot of times, like you said, the, the story and the comedy comes out in the editing and there are jokes where it's like, if I don't, if you don't do it exactly right in the editing that they don't land. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not apparent to someone else, which maybe is a bad sign if the joke is landing or not. <laughs> like I've gotten, I've gotten jokes. I've gotten sketches back sometimes. Um, uh, not to throw editors under the bus, but so, you know, okay, every, everyone misses something every once in a while. I'm like, this joke didn't land at all, and it was it looks so makes me look so dumb. It's like, did you think? Do you think I'm not funny? Like, <laughs> did no one's gonna laugh at this joke the way it's edited? Um, but yeah, I mean, but it's probably just like the editor thinks it's funny, and it's just me going into it thinking I want it to be exactly like this, and if it's not like that, it's not funny. So. Mm. um yeah but edit you know editing's fun it's but i do agree with you that filming a lot of times is the chore in the middle though i try you know i try to make it as fun as i can as well and uh it's it's tough like uh the, what i struggle with is the setting up of lights and camera i'm like this is such a pain even though it's mostly <laughs> set up for me because i have a dedicated space it's like oh my gosh it's just too much yeah i mean you have great lighting you 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 really put and you you have great oh. like green screen everything like you you got Thanks. a really nice professional setup so um i understand why that would take time you know with what i do i just like <laughs> i have two lights and i'm just like i'll put them somewhere and i'm like that's fine yeah i mean i think that's pr- the better way to go like i uh, like your setup and sometimes i think i need to be more scrappy you know to make it look a little rougher because i think there's a point where you reach you know the uncanny valley of professionalism where it's like you're like i'm good enough where it's starting to be clear that i'm not a professional videographer you know like i of course Mm -hmm. i am professional but it's like i don't have any training i'm just kind of i'm self-taught on all this whereas Mm -hmm. you know before when i was using a camera that was like kind of blurry and my lights weren't very good and i didn't know how to set the white balance on my camera it's like it's clear that i'm not a pro so you can like get past it faster so that's but i'm just such a gear guy i just like getting the best (laughs) the best quality i can you know it's tough oh that's well no that's good i mean i i wish i were more of a gearhead like i i have the worst um i just have no patience for it for that like you know specs and all that stuff so i i guess that ends up helping in terms of looking scrappy but i also feel like if i wanted it to look good i wouldn't know how so right um but you you do have that fear too where it's like i'm making something i'm like yeah this is a little too like I need to like mess something up like and i'll do that intentionally sometimes where i'm like and i just got to throw something in there that doesn't look too good you know to make it feel a little more and and even like i know mr beast does that like with his videos still where, where they won't use like the best cameras like he can afford to get the best cameras and the best stuff but they still want you know footage from iphones you know recording certain right. things and because that's part of the charm of youtube is um that it, it just feels like your friend making something stupid, you know? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It's like, I always watch, uh, Caleb city and his, uh, mm-hmm. comedy sketches because he, like his production is very good, but it's still got that homemade feel to it where he's not mm-hmm. tr- like, he does have sometimes like very elaborate effects in his videos, but it still feels like someone just made it at home. And, uh, yeah, I always, I always like that. The other thing with him that I've discovered recently is that he doesn't like make a special thumbnail for his videos. He just uses one of the YouTube Mm -hmm. auto generated ones every time. And I'm like, is that part Mm -hmm. of the appeal? Like, do people, do people just like instantly recognize this is a bad thumbnail? Let me click on it. Cause that means it's a comedy sketch. That's a very like, yeah. Yeah. That's a very 2010 comedy kind of thing on YouTube. Like, bad screenshot means comedy that's a really i've thought about that a lot too especially and i agonize over thumbnails where sometimes i'm like i do feel like i've gotten a little better at like thumbnail effects and like highlighting certain things to focus on but there are also times when i'm like 
this video doesn't need uh, something special. Like I just uh, one screenshot. I always do my orange borders because I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I, I just always do it. But yeah, um, you know the yeah, that's it's it's a weird thing. You like, and also comedy is like on YouTube, especially is changing. Like it's all short form comedy or sketches and everything is changing because of TikTok, because of shorts, because of Instagram reels. So. Yeah. Um, people have different expectations for what to get in terms of like a horizontal video than, um, you know, and, and some YouTubers, you know, they'll do longer sketches. I, I mean, I, I do, do you feel pressure to put out more shorts than, than you're comfortable with? Or do you, do you, do you like putting out shorts and stuff? I like, I don't know. I, I resist shorts because I feel like I don't understand. Like on the one hand, you could just look at it as, Oh, it's just, comedy videos or or non-comedy just videos that are 60 seconds or less but i feel like it's different than that and i don't feel confident in making that kind of content and maybe that's just me i have made like i don't know a, a dozen shorts over the last couple of years or whatever a couple of them did all right uh, a lot of them just kind of like didn't do much for me and i've and I don't know how they feed into the ecosystem of a channel because it used to be they were completely separate from long videos. Then YouTube says, oh, no, your long form of content will be recommended to people who like your shorts. But I don't know. I just see so many comedy channels where it's like they release shorts and they do they get a million views and they release, you know, a long and they get 100K. And I guess, you know, that's better than just the 100K but it doesn't seem to me like it's really growing their audience in a way that mm -hmm. is worth the time. And I'm always just looking for time to, like my time investment has to be worth it. And I'm not, just, I'm not just looking to grow an audience for the heck of it. Like I want them to stay around, you know what I mean? And that's interesting that you bring it up because a lot of your videos are under 60 seconds, but you make them horizontal, non-short videos anyway. What's your thought process behind that? Oh man, I, I'm totally with you 100% on like all your suspicions and fears about shorts because um, I see the same thing with other channels, you know, using shorts that I know YouTube is hyping it up and saying, hey, this is going to do super well for you. This is going to help you out. I'm just, I'm suspicious of if they're just saying that to say that because they want their shorts to do well, right. you know. I know they did like a more more of a money sharing plan with it, so the idea yeah. is people are going to make more. It's it still can't match the 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 money you get from a, a horizontal, even a short horizontal video. You know, I, I so and again that fear of like just inflating because I know they'll bring in subscribers, but it's like I know that also hurts when you have. A lot of a lot of subscribers but they aren't watching the main stuff so right i i feel tempted and i i get comments where people are like why don't you do this as a short this would work as a short too and it's like well also if i'm going to do shorts i want to pivot and actually make content that would work in shorts and not just take horizontal videos and crop them you know because just because i can you know and i might get views and sub subscribers but yeah i mean I think once people people don't realize like once you are like focused full time on it and like I'm I'm no longer thinking like okay what is next month going to look like I'm thinking like okay how long is this channel going to go for how many years am I going to do this how what kind of audience do I want you know um who's going to be who are the people actually commenting on the videos and I just I feel like YouTube and the people who watch my videos that I read comments, you know, and they say like, Hey, this is, this is what we like. And it's a different presentation. You know, you, you have that thumbnail title combo where it is sort of like opening up a joke, you know, or, yeah. or um, getting surprised and you, and it's a different dynamic, you know, it's, it's more of an engagement and, and the kind of people who are watching it and interacting are more engaged in the channel as a whole than if you're just swiping. So, I mean, to me, I feel like the pros way outnumber, you know, um, the cons in terms of avoiding shorts. So I, I have, I mean, maybe one day I'll, I'll start doing them. You know, I have no idea, but I just, in terms of right now, I'm just, 
more suspicious and I'm super cautious. That's why I just don't want to like put all in on something new that sounds, you know, flashy. Right. I mean, you've got something that works. Why switch it up? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I do, I agree with you where it's like, I feel like YouTube is just saying, Hey, shorts are a great thing. And they're pushing it big time just because they want to be competitive with TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's clear. Like if you're just looking at it, yeah, short, people who watch shorts, you typically just watch shorts, at least from what I've yeah. seen. It's like, yeah, okay, you can start recommending my long-form videos to them, but it doesn't matter if they only want to watch the shorts. And yeah. as you said, it will hurt if, oh, my long-form videos are now getting recommended to them, but they're not clicking because they don't want to watch my long-form. They only want to watch my shorts. Yeah. So... Yeah. And another thing is like, I can only make stuff that I actually like and I watch myself and I just, I don't spend a lot of time watching TikTok or, or shorts, you know? Right. And so I would, I don't even know how to like approach it from that angle. And I'm like, I know the people that watch my videos, they aren't watching it either. So it's like, why would I suddenly try to, to do that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's like, yeah, I I would I always when I make a short, I feel kind of a lack of confidence because I don't consume shorts. I don't consume TikTok. I do look at Instagram reels, but I feel like that's even farther downstream where it's like not even it's like, like eating it's like eating fries. It's like having a bird. You know, it's like you're, yeah. you're eating junk food. And I always feel like when I'm watching it, I feel a little like all right, I need to do something else now. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I totally agree with you. So so uh, it's official. Jake and Frank say no to shorts. We are just uh, say right. no to shorts. We're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's our YouTube recommendation. To wrap things up, I have a, a few specific questions for you. Uh, well, they're specific, but they're like very wide open. Uh, have you ever heard, I just heard of this recently. Have you ever heard of Brian Eno's oblique strategies cards? Mm -mm. So he made these cards that basically when he's stuck in a creative rut, he'll pull a card out and it says something on it to help like un, unstuck, unstuck yourself from where you are. Yeah. Um, so for example, you pull a card and it says, try working a little slower or something. And he's, I saw a YouTube video where he's explaining it and he's like saying, well, I will literally then walk slowly to the keyboard now, or there'll be other, you know, other things that may be a bit more abstract. Mm. So that's what I want to ask you now. If you were to write a card that could go into, you know, a deck of cards for you or anyone to pull when they're just like creatively blocked, when they're struggling to make a video or to make whatever they're making, what would you put on it? And I have three different types of cards. So first up would be a question. What kind of question would you put on a card to like rattle someone's mind a bit and get them to move past the block? Uh, just uh, for me, the question would be like, who is this for? Um, I'm always thinking about the audience, you know, first and, um, I don't, I don't really want, yeah, I guess just, yeah, that's it. That's, that's good. That's see, it has, it's simple. It's just something to refocus yourself or, you know, jostle your mind a bit. Uh, let's another one, but instead of a question, it's what I call an invitation where it's more of like, a, you know, a, uh, uh, command of something to do. I call it invitation because it's a little more, you know, uh, easy uh, to do. So, for example, you know, like I said before, do it slowly, do it more slowly, whatever you're doing. Um, another one that I've written down, or that I've also written down ones that are like very specific, like drink a glass of water, like just something to break yourself and move yourself around. What invitation would you write on a card? Do it bad. That's a good, you know, one. just if, if you just to get it done, you know, you know, when you're in the frame of mind, when you're just like, I can't do it, it's not going right. Just like do it bad. Just do a bad job. Yeah, that's you know, that's really good. It helps you break past the perfectionism uh, that we often have. We hold these weird standards that no one else cares about. So 
And then lastly, a statement. So it's not not a command, not a question, but just like here's you know here's maybe a a koan uh, for you, or you know you could call it that. So one that I have written down is none of this is real. That's that's something I say to myself all the time when I'm like stuck and getting frustrated. I'm like, none of this is real. Just like doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Thanks. Hmm. I might have to steal yours. Um, <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's fair. It's supposed to be fun, you know. That's a good one because some, you know, sometimes I'm in the middle of filming and I'm like, you know, my wife can hear me downstairs going like, I sound like you know the father in uh, a Christmas story, you know, when he's fixing the <laughs> heater down in the basement, and it's like I need to stop and remind myself, no, this is supposed to be fun. Like you, you know, you're a YouTuber. This is what all the kids want to be. Like, just let it go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. that's that's great. Well, Jake, it's been a great conversation here on the on the podcast. Thank you for joining me, and for uh, me. yeah, it's it's been a pleasure. It has. Yeah. Thanks a lot. This was fun. That it's supposed to be. That's a yeah. uh, wise man told me that once. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a great interviewer. This was very good. Thank you.